this podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Everyone says you need to know an attorney. Boy, are they ever right. And we have another sponsor, Shay. We are big time. Robinson Law Offices, located in downtown Wheeling, 1140 Main Street. I've heard they're pretty cute. (laughs) I hear they're pretty cute, too. That seems to be our shtick. Absolutely. So if you need some great representation in the Wheeling area, please give them a call. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. Good morning and welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Not Podcast. This is Jayla. And it is Shay here. And we have a very special guest. Well, this is the place where you come and you stop asking yourself why. Oh, yes. And you start asking yourself why not. Thanks for reminding me of that, Jayla. Yes. Now let's get to our guest, Miss Joelle Murray. Good morning. Welcome, Joelle. (laughs) You guys, some of you guys may be familiar with Joelle. um, And today we're going to focus on a course that she's developed in our area and online, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. Called Mindfulness Based Mm -hmm. Stress Reduction. So welcome, Joelle. Good morning. I'm fangirling so hard right now. Oh my gosh. Because I love the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Well, we love you as well. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. It always surprises me when people like say that they listen. I know. I do the same thing, you know. Oh, well, thank you. Because, you know, when you're out and people are like, oh, I listen to your podcast, it's almost kind of like, I have a podcast. (laughs) You know, because it's like we do these so early in the morning, it's like a different life almost yeah I don't know that's how I feel anyway <laughs> yeah we appreciate you li- no, you listening yes for sure we are going to talk a little bit today around trauma which I think mm-hmm. is going to be a very interesting conversation <laughs> first of all we are not in the RAV4 today we're in a rental car so yeah. we're, we're kind of in a smaller studio today so <laughs> thanks for being flexible with us we're in a Sentra in a school parking lot so Joelle did you have like an inspirational moment or quote or something that's kind of inspiring you today that you wanted to share with our <laughs> I definitely listeners. have been working on this for a long time <laughs> uh, when you focus on the good the good gets better mm. that is so true so gotta bring it to the forefront yeah I think especially too like you are I've been really stressed out lately <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I need my own course right now we have those um, seasons yeah. yeah yeah for sure and I think one of the things that really brings me back from that is diving into your gratitude right oh absolutely oh, so you're yeah. focusing on the good yeah sometimes it's hard too when you're like in that moment but 
anyway. My kids will do that, like, naturally, it seems like. Mm. They'll be like, well, at least whatever, whatever. And Mm -hmm. you're like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Kind of a thing. Now, you always got to look for some kind of positive. There's some positive in any situation. Mm -hmm. And I think people want to roll their eyes, too, sometimes when they hear gratitude or whatever. But honest to God, it does work. It does. does. As cynical as you are, if you can turn a gratitude habit on daily, it will increase your joy. It just comes down to whatever you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And if you, you know, you tell yourself and ask yourself what you're grateful for, what are you going to think about? You're going to think about positive things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. To shoot you right to it. What was the one quote that you had about flying? Oh, I think I can recite it without looking it up because it's (laughs) resonating with me. If you want to fly, you got to give up that shit that weighs you down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we're so all good. creatures of habits just because we're human, you know. That kind of goes with one. My friend Gretchen, who listens as well. Shout out to Gretchen. Hey, girl. I love that. <laughs> you sent me an, this is deep, okay? But it kind of goes with your fly mm-hmm. and your gratitude. It says, we are sitting under the tree of our thinking minds wondering why we're not getting mm-hmm. any sunshine. Yes. I just posted that on my stories yesterday. Did, Did I share you? it from you? I might have. <laughs> I don't love think that. so. No, was yeah. it from Calm? Yeah, Calm it was Calm from Calm App. That is exactly yes. where it's from. Yes. Oh, it's such a good one, right? Yeah, you kind of have to sit there oh. and think about it, but you're right. Dang, yeah. I wish I remembered that quote. Yeah. And yeah. for the month of so May, good. we've been kind of focusing on the law of giving and receiving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that one sort of made me think of like right now, nature is giving us a gift, right? Yeah, sunshine, sunshine, green grass flowers are growing and if you can't go out and receive that gift because you're caught up in your brain totally with your thoughts yeah yeah you're depriving yourself so true and cutting off the the, flow it's the law of giving yeah somebody has to receive it and and if you're blocking that shit then come on yeah yeah we got to figure it I'm out. I'm glad this is a cussing podcast. <laughs> I love shit. I love cussing. I know. Um, but the more I I'll think try to about keep it, it clean. before we popped on here, uh, me and Shay were talking about, you know, just uh, being happier. And I was like, you know, I feel like the word focus is so intimidating to people. Mm. It's intimidating to me because it really, it, it, me, it sounds forceful. Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think if you're just more aware of what you're thinking, or if you're more aware that you're not appreciating the freaking warm weather out, you, you, you're you aware of it so you can change yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I know we say a lot like focus, focus, focus. And I feel like sometimes that, that word just sounds so exhausting, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're just like more aware of what yeah. you're thinking, you can just change your thoughts. Yeah. You so know? that's, I mean, what a great entry into this conversation because that is really the one of the fundamentals of mindfulness is mm-hmm. being aware of your present moment yeah. and right? not judging yourself for it right why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and your background mm-hmm. and kind of how you got, got started into, into this yeah sure yeah so hi I'm Joelle Yay. Welcome, Joelle. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm so excited. I've been working Dr. on that Laura. one. Oh <laughs> my God. I've been working on saying that all week. Yeah. Um, so, I love it. <laughs> no, truly. I seriously am so excited to be talking to you guys. You have no idea. What Aww. a great way to start the day. Well, thank you. We're um, excited as well. So, yeah. So, I, um, a few years ago, became certified to teach yoga. And then that led directly into... Um, 
I got, I went on and got an additional certification. So I did my 200 hour, which mm-hmm. is kind of the sort of entry point into being a yoga teacher. And then I went on and did an additional 100 hours of trauma informed yoga. Mm-hmm. And that opened up this whole world to me of like, okay, like what else? Right. And you know, as you start into this work that we're all, you know, doing right. This, this sort of self work, mm-hmm. um, there's always like another layer and it seems like as soon as you learn something or you discover like an author or a speaker or a podcaster or somebody right. then you're like oh then what else because they 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 reference someone it's right? like wild it's, yeah, it is like, oh my there's more God, my mind is there's blown. more and, and then yeah. it's like something that you first learned about like yeah. a year ago and yeah. then like you look them out and you're like it's clicking yeah i understand oh it my more gosh, and it's yeah. really not that complicated right, right. Right. So that sort of opened up this whole, you know, I mean, I've been practicing yoga for 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, have had a a meditation practice for probably 10 years. Good for you. Um, That is, that is wonderful. Do you have a meditation room? I do. Oh, God. Yeah. We're going well, to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's also slash den, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> a corner. Yes. A yeah. corner, yeah. With um, a pillow. I'm all, about, I'm all about that, making that space. But um, so then that led me to um, mindfulness-based stress reduction, mm-hmm. which is not something I've created, but we'll get more into that in a second. Um, and then I became a trauma-informed mindfulness coach. So yeah. it's just like, you know, what's next? What, like, what else can I learn? What, you know, where else can I go with this? Um, I lost my mom last year, as yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, something that, you know, we've all lost a parent, everyone in yeah. this car, yes. right? And it's a weird thing to be bonded <laughs> over. Yeah. But um, anyway. But it's, a, it's definitely a certain understanding. It, it is, for sure. For sure. And yeah. um, and so my mom's official diagnosis was Alzheimer's. However, um, we believe that there was more to it than that. We believe that she suffered her whole life with what's known as complex trauma mm. um, and, you know, and other sort of mental health that never really went, never yeah. got addressed or at least not properly. Right. Yeah. And so that is sort of my why. Right. Because yeah. now we have all this information, we have all these tools and I'm just mm-hmm. on this mission to normalize that. So the mission of Joelle Murray coaching is normalizing mental health and self-care. Mm-hmm. It should be just as normal as getting your teeth cleaned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. should be able to put on your calendar at work or whatever. Um, you know, hey, I'm getting a mammogram on Thursday. I'm getting my teeth cleaned and I'm going to go you know, do some self care. Like it should be just that normal. For and sure. so, Absolutely. and so that, ha- that's kind of the jumping off point for me. Got it. The, um, life coach that I work with through work is uh, trauma informed as well. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and describe, because I think when people think of trauma, they think of like, like Maslow's hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my Immediately, like, physical like abuse. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't right. have shelter. Mm-hmm. I didn't have food, but there yeah. is trauma with a little T too, that probably yeah. most everybody yeah, I think yes. everybody has some kind of trauma. They do. So Absolutely. if you if you're a human person on earth, mm-hmm. you have had trauma or will mm-hmm. at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. And so such a great question. So the definition of trauma is your body's response to a traumatic event. Okay. And interesting, actually, <clears throat> it's your body's response to a perceived threat to your life. A threat. Okay. Right. okay. And so survival um, kind of a thing. Right. But it's your body's response. And interestingly, the definition of stress is your body's response to it, something that happened in your environment. And the definition of anxiety is your body's response to a perceived future uh, thing right. that is unknown, right? Right. In all three of those definitions, we begin with your body's response. Yeah. So, um, and so that's why I'm actually a somatic experiencing. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, that's the the type of coaching that I do. And so, because we don't actually talk our way Mm -hmm. through trauma, stress, and anxiety, we have to use our physical body because that's where it's stored. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we talk Mm -hmm. about trauma, it is our body's response to a perceived threat to our life. There are big T trauma, as you mentioned, and little T trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think a lot of people in the misconception is that trauma equals abuse. I wasn't Mm -hmm. abused, therefore I do not have trauma. Do not have trauma, right? right. And they think like, you know, no one punched me in the face Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Like an adult never punched me in the face when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like I had shelter, I had food, I was basically loved, you know, and taken care of. And so therefore I don't have trauma. And that's such a myth. That's not Mm -hmm. really how how it works, right? Mm -hmm. So big T trauma is something that you can kind of, um, on the timeline of your life, you can very clearly say, I was in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Um, I got divorced. I went to war, right? So like, you know, that's a big T trauma. Something that is very specific, right? Um, right? That this thing happened. That's very clear, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily a physical thing. It doesn't have to be a car accident. Like I mentioned, divorce, right? So right. that that's a thing that's that causes major, trauma, yeah. <clears throat> right? And and so uh, or that causes your body to respond more accurately. Um, and interestingly about that, um, in the mental health community, there's a sort of shift moving. We're moving away from saying PTSD and moving towards saying PTSR. Mm-hmm. R being the word response. So mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress response, which is a little more accurate of a description. Like versus a disorder. That's right. Yeah. So because mm-hmm. it is really, truly a response. Um, so that's big T trauma would be something like that. Mm-hmm. Little T trauma is a lot more subtle and right. a little more difficult to define. Mm-hmm. Right. So little T trauma is going to be those sort of little micro aggressions. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's so important about understanding the little T trauma is this is where our I am stories uh, begin. This is the origin of our I am story. Which is very powerful. It's very powerful because it stays with you for your whole life, you right? Own it. right? You own that and it like you like latch on to that, right? So for example, so there could be um, let's say there is a pivotal moment mm-hmm. and then a pivotal event. So two different things. A moment is obviously different than an event. Uh, moment being a smaller type of thing. Um, and then the pivotal moment and the pivotal event <clears throat> become your pivotal response, which becomes your I am story. So let me explain in like a real way. Um, my mother loved me like beyond, I mean, she would have like literally done anything anything for for me, Mm -hmm. right? Like she lived for her kids and her grandkids. Um, and, and, (laughs) and, um, her nickname for me when I was growing up was mouth. So she would say, um, if there was a group of children playing, I was the only Mm -hmm. one she could hear. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think she meant it jokingly in her purview I think she thought that was like a joke um what I heard was I'm too much for people right yeah right um and that becomes you know I'm annoying I don't fit in I don't belong I'm too much for people I'm too loud yeah Mm -hmm. and so that now as a you know 44 year old adult you know that's Mm -hmm. your I am story so that's kind of a, a I mean I'm obviously giving you like a cliff notes version of this yeah but it's so true and it's so powerful now this is not to say like life you're like okay exactly too much i'm too loud i personally don't subscribe to freudian meaning like let's talk about your childhood because everything that happened to you is because someone didn't love you properly i don't believe in that it's like more of like perception it Mm -hmm. is it's just understanding yourself and then when you add like the collective in like we as women like you know don't speak unless spoken to it's just like the collective and then what you're told 
um, I got told all the time, calm down. Oh, yeah. Calm yeah. down. Because You're I was so a hyper. naturally yeah. hyper-wired child. Yeah. And my second Brecken is like that all the time. And I have to catch myself from saying that sometimes because I know it affects me yeah. and makes mm-hmm. me water myself down as an adult sometimes. You play I'm small. S- I'm right? still real loud, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I know what you're saying. My parents, they didn't mean it like... That's right. Personally. Yeah. It was more of... The, for them, they couldn't handle my loudness <laughs> at the current time because I feel it now when I'm trying to read something, I can't multitask. And Brecken's over here like break dancing and <laughs> making mouse noises or something. And I want to be like, calm down. But right. then, like, I was repeatedly told that as a child. So I, I it definitely, it, I see it affects me in my adult life, you know? Yeah. So I had, um, I'm taking this course and. Basically, she was saying that you know those I am statements, they are very important. Obviously, like we have we've talked about that. It becomes part of your identity, whatever Mm -hmm. you put after I am, because your subconscious does not know the difference between um, imaginative and reality. However, she was saying that almost all of our like little t trauma would come from I am statements like I'm not enough Uh or. I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Those are like the two crux mm-hmm. of the little T traumas. Is, is that you would say yes to that too? I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the great news about this is, is that with, with the, uh, with the proper knowledge now that we have, we can rewrite the I am story. Right. Yes. Right. Once we understand this, we can rewrite that. Yeah. Right. And so instead of saying like, oh, I am too much or I'm too loud or whatever, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a leader. Right. Right. And I'm a damn leader. Right. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, to your point, you know, it's those. Or I am authentic. Uh, I am authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm being who I am. Right. This is who I am. You that's, know who you are. That's right. right. And not apologizing for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so understanding this about, I think, ourselves is so critical mm-hmm. to rewriting that I am story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it understanding how all of this kind of comes together allows us to hold space for each other as well. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say like I had a like little T response. It, it was stress at work and mm-hmm. it probably stemmed from I'm not enough. I was like insecure about whether or not I was doing the right things. Um, but I got a um, chronic hive situation mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. That would be like your body's response to absolutely. you're not safe here. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. That is, you're absolutely correct. And so... Um, that's such a great example um, that work stress is definitely, I would classify mm-hmm. that all as little T trauma, little right? Little T trauma, right. Um, because it's very triggering because it triggers that, like, I don't belong here. Well, and I don't it, fit and in. It, I'm not good and enough. And it triggers. How your body does its release. Yeah. It's exterior. Yeah, yeah. And I think for work stress too, you're like, for whatever reason you get in this mindset of they're going to fire me. Mm-hmm. Um, or everybody has work stress. And that impacts mm-hmm. your, your needs, right? Your financial yeah. needs. That's your right. taking care of yourself, all that stuff. But it's not the, it's not the true story. It's, r- it's ridiculous when you start to create awareness around well, it. Right. And when we talk yeah. about that perceived threat to your life, that's a great example. That's a perceived right? threat. It right. doesn't mean that you think you're about to die, but that what everything you're just describing is a perceived threat to your life. Right. It's right? a perceived threat to your life. Yeah. Interesting. So how? what are some of the techniques that you use to help people 
A, create awareness around it, mm-hmm. and B, like start to change their, their shift their I am statements. Yeah. So um, the work, the trauma informed mindfulness coaching, sort of this is what we do, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are experiencing stress or anxiety or trying to understand those little T traumas, yeah, what happens is we become disassociated in something that's known as somatic detachment. Mm-hmm. So what that means is our hind brain, which is all the way back here, like literally in the back of your skull, mm-hmm. at the top of your spine, back of your skull, is the oldest part of our brain. The reptilian the brain. The reptilian brain, mm-hmm. right, is that that sort of takes over in order to mm-hmm. keep us alive, right? Because it keeps like our heart pumping and our eyes blinking and our you know lungs working um, to keep us alive. So we're experiencing this stressful thing um, and our brain says, okay, I'm just going to focus on keeping us alive mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can deal with that. Right. So then what happens is we're not, our mind and body are disconnected from one another. So interestingly, the word yoga actually means yoke, right? So uh-huh. union to bring together the mind and body. Hmm. So the whole, so this work's been going on for thousands of years. Oh, absolutely. We, we just have Western research now. It's like now when you discover yoga in the modern world, you're like, holy shit. Have yeah. you heard of this thing called yeah. yoga? Does anyone else know about this thing, meditation? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and so, but it's so cool. Now we have like modern science to back up this, to prove everything we've already known. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so by using what's called somatic experiencing, we're going to bring those two things back into alignment. Okay. Okay. And there's lots of ways that can be done. Um, that can be done with yoga. It can mm-hmm. be done with breath work, with meditation. It can be done by going for a walk. It can be done yeah. with mm-hmm. dance, with, you know, all sorts of other things. Um, you know, Carly DeCola is somatic experiencing, right? Yeah. And she does a lot with dance in that way. It's the same principle, right? Right. Um, so the idea is, you know, you're moving your physical body. So we have a, a place in our body where we can actually measure our trauma mm-hmm. response. It's called the psoas muscle. Have you heard of right. this? Yeah. 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 Explain so, it though, because I hadn't heard of it until I went to yoga. Carly. Yeah. Yeah. The one that Talks about the psoas. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and it works in conjunction with the vagus nerve. Have you heard of the vagus yeah. nerve? Yeah. So, yeah. So these two things work together, right? So the psoas muscle is, um, imagine if you can, like in your mind's eye, um, that it starts in, in the T12. So right in the middle of your back, kind of like right where your bra line would hit. Oh, wow. Okay. So it All starts there, there. Mm-hmm. and kind of like comes down the sides of your back. And it wraps through your hip girdle mm-hmm. and around like your hips. And then it kind of comes sort of in the front and then attaches to the inside of both of your femurs. Right. So thinking about where that physically is in your body, um, it's our fight or flight muscle. Right. So, so what happens is we experiencing, we experience something and the, so as triggers, it engages because it's preparing us to fight or flee. Hmm. Okay. And so, or if we're frozen, it actually is protecting our internal organs, it's particularly our reproductive organs. Um, and so something happens, like someone cuts you off in traffic or right. um, and if you think about your, if you like chronicled your day, um, through like one day through this lens, mm-hmm. from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, it's really like a series of just stressful moments all sure day. Is. Right? <laughs> from yeah. the time you get up, you know, and you're trying to get the kids and out the you door made it. and you made it. Right. And then you're like, why can't I sleep? Oh, cause your cortisol is like through the roof because yep. you've been doing this all day. So, um, those things happen all day. That's so as is engaged all day long and mm-hmm. we're not really doing anything to sort of intentionally relax that muscle out at the end of the day or at any point in the day 
Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically if we don't do it at the end of the day, it stays engaged because it's like, hey, wait a minute. Or am I still waiting for We're this fight? Go. Right. I'm ready yeah. for this yeah. thing to happen. Right. And so then you lay down in bed and then you hear a noise and you're like, is that the dishwasher or am I about to be on dateline? They're, in, <laughs> they're an intruder. There's, there's yeah. a murderer coming in. Right. Uh-huh. Clearly. And so your psoas is just constantly engaged. So what happens hmm. is over time, this is a cumulative effect, right? Yeah. We're not going to feel this in one day. Right. It's a yeah. cumulative effect. So over time, then all of a sudden you're getting hives right. or you have back pain, hip pain. How many women have say my hips are always hurting because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a woman? Well, it might you know be, what? but it's also because your psoas is inflamed. My acupuncture said women, it's almost always their left hip too. Mm-hmm. Always. I wonder yeah. if it has to do with the that. psoas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Every time I get a massage, you know, and they're like, is anything hurting you? I'm like, no. And then she touches my hips and I like come off the table. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, maybe there is something in there, something you know? about the left hip. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we, we just become that, that psoas is engaged and it's like inflamed. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we're like, quote unquote, suddenly, you know, I've been down to tie my shoe and I threw my back out. I don't know what happened. Right. Yeah. You know, or I, where are these hives coming from? Or I feel right. like my heart has, my resting heart rate's been a little high this week. I don't know why. Heart palpitations. Yeah. Right? Heart I've palpitations. Had those. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I've been experiencing those myself this week, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then, you know, you also have things like. I mean, eczema, acne, headache, um, high blood pressure, you shingles. know, yep. shingles. Mm-hmm. I mean, diabetes is being get, looked at as an inflammatory. I get cold sores when yeah. I get stressed. Yes. And what is that? Mm-hmm. It's inflammation, yep. right? Cold sores is inflammation. Um, yep. And so it's this cumulative effect. And we're like, so we treat the thing. We treat the cold sore. We treat the hives. We treat the diabetes. Well, we, we treat, treat the, the headache. Cause. But we're not really getting to that cause mm-hmm. of, you know, we're that psoas is still walking around waiting for the fight. Right. You know, and sometimes that's why that hair trigger sends us into fighting with someone, uh, you know, unfortunately for that person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then your brain creates a story that they're out to get you. Yeah. That's right. And then you, it because that goes to that, like, that lower functioning part of your brain not yeah. lower functioning but just like the more survival the, part of yeah it. the primitive part of your brain yeah so then your whole body reacts to that yeah. like you said like you're on alert yeah and or you're alert and aware and ready to fight at any yeah. time at any time yeah yeah and so um we really the the sort of prescription is to do this you know at some point in the day but you know ideally either between sort of events that I would call it. So in other words, like, okay, the kids are coming home at Mm -hmm. four o'clock or whatever, right? Three 30, whatever time, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're still at work. Can you give yourself some space between those two stimuli? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause we go right from work, right to the thing, right? We go right to your car for an un, yeah, you know, (laughs) and just do a meditation, right? Send the kid into dance practice and can you go for a walk or go sit in the car and do a meditation or, you know, it's like creating space creating Mm -hmm. space in between those two stimuli because you're going from one to the next to the next to the next and all of a sudden you know you put the kids to bed and you're like why am I so exhausted and then Mm -hmm. I can't sleep because your whole body is like still literally vibrating yeah right Mm -hmm. Um, like energetically but quite literally still vibrating that is wild so this weekend I typically can go to sleep okay unless I'm like 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 you're describing so this weekend we um laid my dad's ashes to rest and like it was good it was a beautiful weekend all that stuff but even when you're not really aware of how emotional that is sunday Mm -hmm. i couldn't sleep Mm -hmm. like at all because your body was yeah yeah, i think my body was still buzzing like you said from yeah Yeah. like just from bringing up all of that trauma the emotions all the stuff that comes with childhood and losing a parent and all that stuff it's just wild how 
when we grow up, we don't really notice mm -hmm. that our yeah. mind and our body are connected in that way. That's right. Or, or when we're at a dance comp, man. Yeah. Oh Those God. Yeah. Are just constantly mm -hmm. like stimulation. Talk about stimulation. Yeah. It's loud. I, it's bright. It's I, chaos. It's you, drama. Like, <laughs> yeah. At least if if it's a weekend and we're home on Sunday, I'm telling you, by Wednesday I'm starting to come, come down. down from yeah. like a high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do. I mean, sometimes I overtake an alcoholic drinks, but the last <laughs> one I did not. Mm -hmm. And I, you just, it's just the constant stimulation. I yeah. think that is kind of like a quite literal example. Yeah. Loudness being a trigger oh, to no. noise. God. It yeah. is. And, you know, as you guys are talking, it reminds me too of, a, of a, kind of a, an important point here is that your body doesn't know the difference between that no. physical trauma mm -hmm. and like an emotional one. But mm -hmm. we think about stress like intellectually or what's real and what's you know not. we yeah. think about it that it's the what's real and what's not is huge right and we think about it like we think that it's like a cognitive issue it's really it's a, a physiological one mm -hmm. right so um, when i say like we don't talk our way through that the, i it's not a prescription to not have a therapist i believe everyone sure. should have one i think therapists should have therapists and medications um, necessary at it, times too for yeah. sure but it, yeah. what i do also believe or i should say and what i also believe is that we talk about it insofar as to name it, mm -hmm. right? Like so, um, and then work on the actual processing of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the example that you gave, if I can use that about your father. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, when we, okay, we could say, um, man, my emotions are really running high because, you know, or I'm feeling this, I'm feeling sad, mm -hmm. or I'm feeling mm -hmm. all these complex emotions regarding, you know, that we, you know, laid the ashes to rest this weekend. So we're, we usually start with that sort of emotional description of it, mm -hmm. right? Another way to get really super clear on it is to just name the event. This weekend we laid my father's ashes to rest, mm -hmm. period. And then next sentence, and I'm feeling this way about it. Or, mm -hmm. or you know, I realized it brought up these feelings in me, yeah. right? And I, I know it sounds pedantic, but we're, when we kind of separate the description of it like how we're actually talking to ourselves about it, it right it doesn't it, make it part of your identity that's right and okay. it helps us for the processing it yeah. helps you process right it. we're, we're help mm -hmm. we're helping ourselves process it and so moving that so as i mean think about like literally like cat and cow right one of the greatest right. things you can do Love anything it. with yeah. hips pigeon I you know do a cat and, and cow right now that, <laughs> you know laying on your back with knees to chest and like rocking back and forth those types of things but it's not just about yoga i so mean that's be, something you could do so so i remember when my kids were babies like yours i would sometimes feel guilty if i was at work for so long um, but then I sort of got over that and I was like, I'm going to take a 15 minute walk or jog before I go get them. Yeah. I would come home from work and kind of reset my space. How do you help? What would be like a tip people could do today to kind of create a little bit of space from two stressful stimuli? Yeah. So literally without feeling guilt, literally put it on your calendar, right? Yeah. Write it in your calendar, mm -hmm. you know, from five to five fifteen, I'm doing this. And then notice. And how you interact with them when you take the space. Yes. That's right. And right? don't feel guilty about it and name it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, um, you know, my afternoon jog. Yeah, there you every go. Every Wednesday, you know, but we kind of yeah. do that. We, we do. do. It took a while to kind of get did. there, but yeah. And especially not to feel the guilt because, yeah. as we know, we are a much better mother if we do take the time and reset. I never right. described it as space, but I like that because I think yeah. that's what breathing does for you too. Oh and yeah. 
mindful. Yeah. You just notice there is space between your breath. And so, that's a natural part or natural rhythm of life. For sure. Breath work, it's always available to you, mm-hmm. right? Your breath is always available to you. You can literally go sit in your car, sit and anywhere and breathe. That helps the psoas as well? That, so that is, great question. <laughs> so that is actually, we start to then engage the vagus nerve. Okay. Which is the other component of this, right? Yeah. So if the psoas is the fight, flight, or freeze, the vagus nerve is the rest and digest. So psoas, you could do cat, cow, you could do pigeon, yeah. any or of go the... go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Go for I a mean, walk. I mean, literally. Okay. You know, just go for a jog. Any Anything that is moving your physical body. Okay. Because we're energetic beings, beings. We're always exchanging energy with so many people all day long. Got it. And then at the end of the day, that all of those other people's energy are within us. Got it. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So any type of movement, movement really. I mean, okay. I'm a fan of yoga because that's what I like. Um, yep. But whatever you like. You know, if you don't like yoga, don't like force yourself to do that. But right. a walk, a jog, anything. Um, anything that's moving that physical body. Mm-hmm. So then the breath work then engages the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is a cranial nerve. Um, mm-hmm. However, it sort of travels down through your body and sort of ends in the abdomen. Yeah. Right? It's and your so gut. It's your gut. Yeah. So that gut instinct, when you have butterflies mm-hmm. in your stomach, that's your vagus nerve trying to regulate your nervous system. Yeah. So um, the autonomic nervous system is made of two parts, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. And the uh, sympathetic would be the psoas and the parasympathetic would be that vagus nerve, right? So it's the, yeah. The and so and that, the, right. So that mm-hmm. breath work, because that psoas is in your gut, that doing belly breathing especially, or um, what yoga practitioners would call ujjayi pranayama, mm-hmm. but any kind of belly breath, just literally breathing through your belly, not your chest, that engages that vagus nerve to say, I'm safe now, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Every, everything's okay. I listened to a podcast okay. yesterday and it said, um, you know, just to take... Just to calm, if you find yourself in fight or fight or flight, just to start taking deep breaths, yeah. mm-hmm. because your body will naturally just calm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it just yeah. it just will naturally do it. It doesn't matter what's going on, and I I just think that's so crazy. Yes. Yeah, so the, and what's How happening? How much we there, can actually control that we just don't know. Don't even realize it. So what's happening there um, mm-hmm. physiologically, Jayla is. When you start to, when we start to breathe through our belly, it sends a signal to the vagus nerve, hey, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. The vagus nerve, I say the vagus nerve talks to everybody. <laughs> the vagus nerve tells everybody calm down, meaning tells the heart rate to slow down, tells your blood pressure to come back down, tells mm-hmm. the liver to stop like spiking uh, glucose for energy, and yep. tells that HPA axis, which is a whole other thing. Like, the, you know, stop producing um, adrenaline, stop producing cortisol. We don't need those things right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the vagus nerve kicks in and goes, all right, everyone, we're calm. Yeah. Like, calm down. Everyone go home. Like, we're good. Party's over. <laughs> okay, let's get back to work. <laughs> I learned of a breath work, and it was a different one than I had heard of. But it was, um, you breathe in through your nose, one through your belly. So you would do belly breath, and then you do chest breath. So you go, oh. and then you breathe out. Through your mouth. And you almost feel like um, panicky when you're doing it. And then it sort of just, it calms you right down. But it's like a very deliberate belly, chest, blow out through your mouth. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, And actually, exhaling through the mouth is very cooling. It, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So if we're trying to calm down, breathing out through the mouth is where it's at. And and it makes you make a noise. You, a lot of people breathe wrong when they exercise mm-hmm. and they don't get the benefit as much as they could because your body's overworking trying to correct its breathing. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Oh, I that's a that's good so point. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting how we're like still learning how our bodies work, right? Like, it yeah. is. it's and amazing. And how we can like control. And, it's, you know, yeah. it's so amazing. So, your it. program that you that you have developed, 
Would you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So it's called Mindfulness for. This is going to sound like I'm, again, being pedantic. I don't mean that. But, That's um, a good word, pedantic. I'm I, not even like sure my, what that my means. My word of the day. Like, like being, being like uh, nitpicky. Okay. Right? I like it. Like gonna, splitting hairs. I want to use that yeah. today. Yeah. Pedantic. Pedantic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Jayla, when you're writing offers, I'm being pedantic here. I, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. Anyway. I mean to be pedantic. I mean to be pedantic, <laughs> but we're going to make this point here. Um, so, <laughs> um, the, the course that I teach is uh, mindfulness for stress reduction, but it's based on mindfulness-based stress reduction. Okay. Um, mindfulness-based stress reduction is a program that was created by um, a Dr. John Kabat-Zinn out of the University of Massachusetts in the 70s. Um, and it was actually based on the teachings of Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a... I uh, love right? him. So yeah. if you read Thich Nhat Hanh's, yes. like, one of his, like, major works... Uh, when I I knew about MBSR before I read Thich Nhat Hanh, mm-hmm. and when I read Thich Nhat Hanh, I was like, oh my god, this is the basis of MBSR. Clearly, why did I, I mean, think it was is. Thich Nhat Hanh? Uh, I like it might be. No, I think you're right. I don't know. I don't. Maybe he I don't has. Speak there's Vietnamese. um Instagram accounts you guys can yeah. follow oh. too to get little snippets of his teachings and stuff too. It's wonderful. Yeah, so yeah. good, right? So anyway, so mindfulness based stress reduction created by John Kabat-Zinn, um, and I am trained in that. Um, however, through just trial and error and different um different groups of my clients who've gone through the course it's i've evolved it yeah (laughs) um and so probably will continue to evolve still yeah continuing to evolve so um true mbsr is eight weeks the course that i'm teaching now mindfulness for stress reduction is six weeks Mm -hmm. that's based on some feedback from folks yeah six weeks seems a little more like manageable palatable Mm -hmm. um and then also, in my opinion, one of the things that's missing from MBSR, which is a fantastic program, it's evidence-based, it's been proven over and over to help with all sorts of different things. Um, in my opinion, however, one of the things that's missing from MBSR is discussion about trauma, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what my course brings in. That's the sort of the, the difference yeah. is even talking about it. MBSR doesn't even talk about trauma yeah. at all. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of a disservice because we're teaching people all these things. We're giving people these how to, tools. How to deal and manage. Yeah. We're, you don't even address the core, right? Or, exactly. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't truly address understanding how your body actually is working. Yeah. Right? I agree. I think you've really enlightened me today on trauma responses and and I like things that I would never have described as trauma in the past. I don't know about you, Jayla, but like, no, same. Yeah. Just like the whole calm down. Like, I, I yeah. mean, I obviously wasn't mm-hmm. like abused or anything. Right. But it's For just sure. Something that sticks in your brain. Well, yeah. and it can also just be, you know, the little boy on the playground in third grade who mm-hmm. said something to you, like, oh yeah. my God, like, it Shay, can... you're so annoying. Right. right. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're right. 30 years old and you're like, oh my God, I think I'm annoying. And then <laughs> you know? I was, then this is real woo woo, but I feel like those that listen to us are pretty woo. Um, yeah. It can be past life traumas too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, for one sure. of my friends is very intuitive. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she would have been deemed as a witch back in the day. And I was talking to her about that. I was like, because she was like, I I like to hide that part of myself. And I was like, I bet you that's like a past life trauma where your mm-hmm. ancestors had to do the same thing. Otherwise, they were th- their the lives were threatened. Witch, yeah. 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 Like, and women too, we carry the trauma of being a woman in the world. They're, you know, yeah. it's still a fight. Yeah. Um, to be able to have our choices and, you know, live in our bodies and stuff like that. So. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And there actually is some, some, 
I don't know, validity to that. And I, yeah. I, I love talking about past lives. I know. So that could be a whole figured we'd conversation. Be past um, lives are generational. Whatever yeah. it is, we care. Energy. Yeah. We carry that we're energy. All energy we're, beings we're energy. We feed off of each other. Yeah. yeah. If we're always exchanging energy, I mean, why, you know, certainly, you know, our mother was in our grandmother's womb. Yeah. Right. right. And we were in our mother's womb. So clearly, yeah. like, there's, you know, if your grandmother had some, like, Maybe your grandmother was manic or bipolar, which right. we didn't even talk about in those days and yeah. whatever. Like you could be carrying some of that with you. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. There's definitely, I think there's validity to that. Yeah. Very good. So if people so, want to get in contact with you, yeah. wh- how, what would be the best way? Um, so Instagram, uh, okay. just at Joelle Murray and also at joellemurray.com. Okay. And there's all sorts of on both of the, oh, yeah. on Well, there's my link tree on Instagram. So you can find, you know, ways there's. Be a, is your course in person and is it or both, right? it's both. yep it's both so I try to run it four times a year winter spring summer right. fall um although this year I think uh, just because of my own vacations I think in the summer I'm gonna offer a summer sizzler so it'll be like a three-week kind of micro course mm-hmm. um because you know summer's different people travel and yeah. you've got weddings and different things that it's you know you're a mama and now. I'm a mama and I want to just spend some you know I'd rather spend my Sundays like by the pool yeah um so yeah, in the in the fall and winter, um, they're virtual, okay. and in uh, spring and summer, they are in person. Very nice. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you live or where you are. You know, um, I do have like I have clients all over. I have clients in D.C. I have clients in, you know, Ohio. I've got clients in Denver, like all over. So it doesn't matter where you live. You can always hop on a virtual one, depending yeah. on the time of year. Mm-hmm. And I do offer virtual one-on-one sessions as well. Nice. So for that sort of coaching piece, that way we can really dive into like your specific, you know, you, you you know, and give you kind of like a protocol for yourself. So it's, it's really interesting course. We learn all this stuff. We talk about, um, we define stress. We define anxiety, define trauma. We talk about this physical response that we have. We talk about the difference between emotional trauma and physical trauma. Um, and then of course, the most important thing is how to de- how to deal with it, right? Yeah. The tools and the program. So um, you have homework every week. Um, yeah. And so this week their homework is what we talked about a little while ago, which is creating that space. So yeah. finding some time in the day between stimuli. Yeah. Um, you have to. You have to. And even if it's at the end of the day, you know, kids go to bed or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you got to take some kind of time in the, at some point in the day to just process this to energy. Calm your nervous you system. have to do yeah. it. Um, even if it's a five minute meditation or breath work before bed, you've got to do yeah. something, you know, and if you can do nothing else, I mean, legs up the wall and breathe, right? Yeah. If there's so many options, um, they can be done, but we've got to, we've got to regulate our nervous system and it's a, it's a practice. It has to be done several times a week because right. we're it's constantly, it is like meditation. Yeah. yeah. And, and so and exercise the, and drinking water and all this yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yourself in 20 years. Well, thank I'm you for tell That's you, right. This week, speaking of gratitude and winding down, I swear to it. I have felt like the biggest joy when I get in bed at night. I don't mm-hmm. know what, like I get in bed and I'll just be like, I'm just so happy Aww. to be in my bed. And like, I've been thinking, you yeah. know, these are just things that I'm more aware. Like I practice being gra- you know grateful in my head without mm-hmm. forcing myself but sure. oh my god am I just so happy to be in my bed at night <laughs> I love sleep hey I think that's a wonderful way to kind of end your day um and so we'll wrap things up we'll put Joelle's notes in or her contact information in the show notes and you can reach out to us if you want to get in direct contact yeah. with her do you her. have a why not of the day yeah but why not 
why not you why not now if you've got some dream that's mm-hmm. on your heart or some goal you want to reach don't wait and you can do it Ooh. why not you why not now you were you planned that didn't you? i didn't actually <laughs> i really didn't but it's that was something good. It, i'm you know i'm working on something that i'm not announcing quite yet but it's it's yeah. coming soon hopefully and and whenever that fear creeps in or my i am story takes over I have to tell myself, why not me? Why not now? Absolutely. Well, that's why our tagline, our, our show, yeah, exactly. why not? Yeah, exactly. Ask yourself, why not? Ask yourself, yeah. why not? It's the greatest name. Love it. Why not? You should ask yourself, why not? I would say, why not um, do some discovery around yourself with this mindfulness um, course mm-hmm. that Joelle has created you got you to gotta invest in yourself every year. And it's outside of drinking water and exercising. Like, spend some money and learn those, about yourself. I mean, yourself. those are good things to yeah. do. Yeah. Though. Oh, um, yeah. No, absolutely. And like I said, like, get, try not to use the word focus so much. Just aware. think aware. Because mm-hmm. that, that, I swear that word's so intimidating. Triggering. So just be aware. Like, if you are exhausted, be aware of why. You know, it could be something mental that you can really just change, you know. If yeah. you're bitchy today, be aware that you didn't sleep well or that you yeah. or worked long hours or you're going to start your period. Because yeah. that's yeah. me. It'll come and I'll be like, aha. <laughs> that's why I was a raging biatch yesterday. <laughs> For sure. Well, thank you so much. I thought this was a great oh. conversation. I know myself, like just reframing it and giving my as space, I think even just reframing that in my brain will help me fit even mm-hmm. more you know, time in for myself. Um, reset. Yeah, and reset. A reset instead reset. of uh, preparing Press. myself for my and Press pause. my whiny fighting kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds much more positive. Yes. It does. <laughs> Press pause. Take time for yourself. Thank you so much for having me. This was Thank so you awesome. so much, you guys. Please share this episode if you found it helpful. Um, like, share, subscribe, and then we can connect you with Joelle. And we just appreciate. And you. we are almost to launch our website. For God's sakes, hopefully it's our week. One and week. it's pastel and beautiful. It is. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be good. Right. This is the Ask, Ask Yourself Why Not Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes, and also if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy. So give a smile away. That's right. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So Pentino Dental can help you do that. Located where? 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, You can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic, dentistry. So if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, 
they can hook you up. Absolutely. Give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep, and he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. <laughs>